Welcome to the Healthy Charleston Podcast, where we help you take ownership of your health and fitness. My name is Hannah, and I am here to be your source of accurate health and fitness information while spreading awareness about all of the different health and fitness resources available to you in the Charleston area. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. I hope you enjoy the show. On today's episode, I got to talk with Mason Floyd, the head coach of Low Country Barbell Group Fit and a nutrition coach for Clarity Nutrition. Mason tells us all about Group Fit, what the classes are like, and how the programming is designed to help people make long-term changes and long-term progress. He places an emphasis on strength and building capacity, and he tells us why intentional planned programming is so beneficial for his members. We are all about sustainable changes and long-term health here at Healthy Charleston, so we loved this conversation. We also talk about nutrition, what most people think they need to do to lose weight, what people actually need to do, and how he helps people make lasting changes that they take with them even after their time as a client. We also talk about his tips and his action steps for how to start making changes and how to start improving your health and nutrition. So before we start, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now on to the show. What's up, Mason? Thank you so much for coming on the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Thanks for having me. I feel like we have a lot to talk about today, but before we start, can you introduce yourself, tell us who you are and what you do here? My name is Mason Floyd. I work at Low Country Barbell as the group fit head coach slash I run the group classes at Low Country Barbell. And also I am a nutrition coach for Clarity Nutrition. So you're just really involved yes. in the health world. Yes. I also want to point out that you have a great radio voice. Oh, thank you. I didn't really realize wow. it until we started recording. This is my first time. So it's very smooth. It's very chill. It's like, welcome to Mason's podcast. <laughs> so Low Country Barbell Group Fit. So the group classes and mm -hmm. then a nutrition coach for Clarity. Right. Well, and those things are kind of partnered. Yeah. We're kind of with Claire and Jordan both running Claire Clarity, Jordan Low Country Barbell. Those two are also very closely connected. Just they work very well together. Yeah. And out of the same right. location. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's take it all the way back of all, like how this all started specifically for you and your health and fitness journey. So I really just got introduced to CrossFit. I, I like to say I'm a late bloomer because I was like 21 when I got introduced to any kind of like fitness. I played sports when I was younger. What'd you play? Baseball and like little league basketball. <laughs> like as like, a, but I don't really count that. Okay. So baseball. Uh, baseball for the most part. I played baseball for a good couple of years. After at high school, I pretty much just kind of fizzled out of doing any sports and after high school, it wasn't until after high school that I got talked into going to CrossFit with my mom and a bunch of her friends. Oh, wow. Yes. Mom pressure. M yes, mom. That's great. And I was like, I was like, what are you talking about, mom? I thought you just did yoga. She was like, no, honey. No, I had no idea. I had no clue what CrossFit was. Yeah. So she, at the time, was going to Forge Somerville, yeah. Pivotal, and she took me there the Saturday morning for a workout. And I was very hungover at the time. You were 21. Yeah, I was 21. Makes sense. It was my dad's birthday the day before. Mm. And all I remember was there was thrusters and tire flips. 
my first workout. Interesting combo. And I was partnered with one of my friends who is way fitter than me and threw up. You did? Yes. At my first workout. Yep. It's more from, more from the alcohol. Yeah. I was like. (laughs) More from being hungover. But oddly enough, I enjoyed it. So I just wanted to go back. Yeah. And I kept going back. It must have been super fun if you threw yes. up and you still enjoyed it. Right. Have you ever thrown up since then like, during a crossword? Once. Okay. Once. Hungover or just like really no, hard? No, okay. just really hard workout. Yeah. But from there, I just really, I full on got fully submerged in CrossFit, drank the Kool-Aid full on, took my L1 and was really just like, I want to be a coach. I want to go and like compete and do all these things. So like... How can I do that? So got my L1 and was going to Forge. And then I went over to CrossFit North Charleston up until 2021. And I wanted to get stronger because that was like my biggest weakness. I could I could do gymnastics. I could do cardio, all that stuff. And I moved well enough. But the raw strength was like, okay, I need to work on my strength. So started weightlifting on my own. But then wanted to really just get into weightlifting after like seeing how cool not doing cardio was. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I can do this without feeling like I'm dying. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, okay, cool. This weightlifting thing is another thing. And the other part of it is like, I didn't really know weightlifting was its own sport until I started doing it. Started doing that, started training, did my first meet. Like Um, on your own? Yeah, pretty much. At the time I was still doing balancing both CrossFit and weightlifting, but started doing meets and I enjoyed kind of competing that in that more. And eventually I did Jordan's meet over at Foxton. Okay. And well, I met him before that. Okay. He taught a snatch clinic, Mm. but that's kind of where I met Jordan. And I was like, Hey, this guy is pretty smart. That's when he was about the time was opening up the barbell club and I started going over there, was weightlifting under him for about eight, six months, I guess. That's where we started doing the group classes last year. And so we just hit our one year with the group classes. And um, I started taking those over as the coach and programmer. At the time, I was still like working a full-time job. So what I was only, doing? I had a government job. I would kind of say like a lot of people's like idea of a really good job was well paying. It was pretty flexible hours. I was able to like leave for lunch, go to the gym, come back, or I could leave early. And like a lot of people I feel like would say that that was like a really good idea job. And also during COVID, we were able to like work from home a couple of days a week in September of last year, I got laid off. And I was like, that kind of like left me for a while. I was like, crap, I don't know what to do. Because at the time I wasn't, I was, wasn't really coaching or doing much of anything. Um, This was the last September? Yeah. Okay. And had to find a job, kept looking around. And at that time, like I was going to low country barbell, kind of weightlifting. And then we started the group classes. But from doing all that, I finally got a job that obviously I didn't really care for. And 
me and Jordan started talking like, hey, like, let's make the group classes a bigger thing. And I was like, yeah, I would love to do that. So left my job and was like pretty much doing full-time group classes. That's when I kind of got approached by Claire with Clarity. Approached. Approached. <laughs> she sought you out. Yeah, she sought me out. We talked. Um, we, you know, we started to like kind of put things in motion about nutrition coaching, what that would look like. And then I started with them like officially in July, actually. Because actually I remember it was my birthday. My first. Oh. My. Um, that's right. It was my birthday. It nice. was July. So yeah, it's kind of, it's just been like a whole bunch of ups and downs. But uh, right now it's up and yeah. it's very fun. <laughs> it's very good to have like a great support system and gym and a really good like foundation there with Low Country Barbell, Clarity, just kind of like doing all the things. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like most people's stories at least in, in my bubble, definitely start with CrossFit. So it's funny mm -hmm. that yours does too. You started with CrossFit and through your mom, which like, yeah. go mom. That's she great. Is. She still does it. That's awesome. And then drank the Kool-Aid, got into it, did your L1. Where'd you do that at? Um, I went down to Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Got your L1, yeah. wanted to coach, and then kind of through your own personal goals, got into weightlifting, mm -hmm. worked with Jordan, and then went with him to his new space and now doing the group classes. So right. because, you know, most people probably know Low Country Barbell Club as a barbell club. Mm -hmm. There's this new side of it for the last year of group fitness. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? What is the group fitness like at Low Country Barbell? So really to a lot of people, it kind of just looks like a CrossFit class that isn't affiliated. We're not CrossFit Low Country Barbell or something like that. Low Country CrossFit Barbell. Low, yeah. <laughs> Low Country Barbell CrossFit. But isn't that funny yeah. that like even when places aren't affiliated, we're like, oh, it's it's kind of like CrossFit. Like right. they just did such a good job branding what they do. And like they just took – they just stole every that, type of fitness. That's right. That we don't know what else to call it. Right. You don't know what else to call it, but they didn't create it. Yeah. CrossFit didn't create high-intensity functional fitness. Constantly varied. Constantly varied <laughs> functional fitness performed at high intensity. They didn't create that. They just that. named it. They just yeah. named it. They gave it a name. They gave it a brand. They gave it a face. And they gave it the games, mm -hmm. which obviously grew it, despite how much that CrossFit says that the games tried to not grow it when Greg Glassman was like, oh, the games didn't grow. Oh, really? He said that? Uh, like in 2019 or something. I don't know. He says a lot of things. You right. know? <laughs> He's like, the games aren't the reason CrossFit's growing. It's the affiliates. I'm like, um, I know a lot of people that watched the CrossFit uh, Games yeah. documentary and was like, oh, I want to try that. That's like saying the NFL doesn't grow kids wanting to play football. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, of course it helps. Right. But yeah. So classes look like CrossFit. Yes. On the outside and really just... As far as feel and structure, they, they very are much similar. The way that the group classes are different, we do a strength portion nearly every day, whether it's squatting or clean and jerks, snatches, deadlifts. We structure our classes around a strength 
movement and we progress each of those movements on five week blocks. Those don't go anywhere for the entire block that we're on. I don't, I've never been to a CrossFit gym that does that. There, there may be some out there, but really, because if you think about it, traditional progressive overload, you, you get better at things that you constantly do. People getting stronger shouldn't be like an accident. Mm. It should be on purpose. Some CrossFit stigma, I guess, is like you shouldn't be big to be good at CrossFit. You have to be, you have to have the cardio. And if you get too big and muscular that you won't have the cardio or you won't be able to do gymnastics because you're not light enough. That's also like, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. It's like saying like, oh, if you add a couple pounds of muscle, you're, you're going to be too heavy. Right. I'm like, you can still, you still do everything in your day-to-day life. Like you're not going right. to, you're fine. Right. <laughs> so I would say group classes are pretty strength focused because I feel that strength is an expression of fitness on it. Like you kind of know this as a PT, how hard is it for somebody who lacks strength to be able to like do a lot of the daily movements? You think about like older people for sure, um, yeah. who fall and people who aren't very active and don't have that strength and resilience they're not able to like be very functional or independent right? or independent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that strength training is huge, especially with, I mean, with everyone, with an older population, with a younger population, because you're just building a really solid foundation to then go do the gymnastics and do right. the, the crazy movements, but without the strength, without right. the, you know, we use the word capacity, right. Then, you're not really building the foundation to be able to be prepared for all of the demands that you put on yourself. Right. And and strength is like that foundation. Like you said, be prepared for life. And I know CrossFit loves to say, hey, be prepared for anything in life or, you know, be fit for life. But I just, I don't see enough focus on the strength aspect. And then in the other sense of especially getting athletes to perform a lot of CrossFit programming does way too many Metcons, mm-hmm. way too many Metcons. Some, sometimes I see their own, they're, all they do is Metcons mm-hmm. and Metcons are really should be a test. I feel for your functional capacity what are you capable of doing in this time range, this number of rounds? How how quickly can you do this task? Those are what Metcons are. And how you build more capacity for those things is not always doing those in a, you know, Fran, thrusters mm-hmm. and pull-ups. That's a test of how well you are at thrusters and pull-ups. Those two things are both a skill. How well can you put together skills under duress? And, you know, what is your functional, what is your capacity for those things? And you don't get better at thrusters and pull-ups by doing thrusters, Fran, right? You get better at doing thrusters and pull-ups by doing thrusters. Side of that is working on your strength for your thrusters, Mm -hmm. squats, 
overhead pressing and the actual thruster and then pull-ups strict pull-ups butterfly pull-ups the skill of being able to do pull-ups unbroken or just at any given time yeah like you don't get better at fran by doing fran every day or every week you get better at it because now thrusters that that weight is now light for you and now your cardio can sustain doing 21 in a row and now you can put big sets of pull-ups together and your grip strength has improved because it's so freaking grippy. Yeah. Not just like, oh, I want to get better at Fran. I'm going to do Fran or I'm just going to do Metcons right. all the time. Right. Yeah. So the main difference, it sounds like, is that there's a big emphasis on strength. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you're totally right. I think that's something that like you don't get better at back squats by squatting once every three weeks. Right. But yet you'll do wall balls and you'll do lunges and you'll do thrusters and you'll do all these things and box jumps. And then people start experiencing pain or their or injuries because they're now squatting five days a week in a way that's not, it's more of like the test. It's like competing, yes. not training. Right. Yeah. I feel like there's so many people that, you know, I've worked with and that other people have worked with, but just the progress that you see when CrossFitters start focusing on strength like they get less injured, they're more prepared, they feel better because now they just have that foundation of being able to handle all of the demands of all of the different CrossFit movements. Right. So your like target, you can, you said athletes, mm-hmm. like what are the people like that are in these classes? What's the range? The same people you would see at any global gym or any CrossFit box. I mean... My mom goes there. Yeah. So anyone young, old, big or small, just trying to get better at fitness and get better, healthier. And that doesn't always need to be somebody like my mom. Somebody who's older may not always need to like improve their snatch by 20 pounds or whatever. Doesn't need to PR their snatch. Doesn't need to PR their back squat. But they should be able to move well for the rest of their lives and if you're not taking the time to focus on those things that strength basis then that's where it kind of falls short yeah i think like a lot of people see crossfit and they see that we it's it's usually the snatch people love to like shit on the snatch probably the clean and jerk and then pull-ups for some reason or like toes to bar which like i don't ever do toes to bar in my day-to-day life you know like um have you ever seen the the reels from beard the best you can be on instagram i don't think so where he does like if we moved in real life the way that we move in the gym oh i think i have seen and he'll like get out of bed and like dumbbell snatch something up and it's his point is just to be like we move in all these different ways but i feel like people look at sometimes the things that we do in the gym and they're like well how does that translate and like that's not functional, but I feel like a lot of it is because it's a sport and because it's fun. Right. That and also capacity is functional. It doesn't matter, okay, if you can do 100 double unders in a minute, oh, I'm never going to do that in life. But if I'm capable of sprinting up a hill when I need to in a certain amount of time or I just I have that cardiovascular function or the strength to be able 
do what I need to do in life. Not everybody needs to do those things, but then there is the athletes that want to do those things and they want to compete and they want to push themselves and they want to get stronger and they want to get better. That the whole program can, it can be all of those things. Yeah. There's always people that want to get better at CrossFit because they want to compete and they want to like get better at the sport of CrossFit or whatever we're calling it fitness. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who want to get better at fitness because they want to get better at their lives. Right. Like they just both, want to be healthy. Yeah. And like, fortunately, like it usually like both of them happen yeah. and both of them are amazing goals. And like you said, like the point is not like, Oh great. You can do a hundred double unders in a minute. You are now, you know, you've reached the next level of fitness. It's like, because you're able to do a hundred double unders in a minute, walking up the stairs is easy for you. Moving boxes is easy for you because of the things that you can do in the gym. It's like the yes, playground yes. for our health and fitness. Exactly. And I know CrossFit does do a good job of, it does make people healthier. It it's definitely gets people moving. The whole idea behind group classes is really just putting programming in a much more focused way. Not just if I'm the head coach of a gym and I'm like, oh crap, I didn't write a workout for today. I'll just, oh, I'll just think of one off the top of my head while I'm driving to the 5 a.m. class and that'll be the workout for I'll the day for the whole gym. three movements and we'll okay. just do them for 12 minutes. Right. Yeah. But then you realize, oh, we did rowing and deadlifts yesterday and then they don't even know what they're doing tomorrow. So they just have no plan. And just planning out entire blocks at a time, 10, 20 weeks at a time, it's never perfect and it's, you know, it's, I'm not great at it, but it's something that you put a lot of time into and something I put a lot of time into is programming thoughtfully and making sure that each workout, whether it's 10 minute assault bike or just a day where you spend time practicing toes to bar. It's meant to just all have a purpose for each block, like whether it's a strength part or like right now, everybody at group fit hates me right now because we're doing a lot of longer aerobic work. And, uh, there's like, I know, I know people that would not show up for a 20 minute row. You're just yeah. rowing? Yeah, just 20 minutes. Oh, but your butt starts to hurt. Right. That's the worst but part. But how many people would not show up for that? Oh, yeah. But then you progress that. Not that you need to do a 20-minute row one week, a 22-minute row the next week. Not that you need to progress that in the same way. For a more individual athlete, you probably would. But for like a class style, you're not doing like, okay, you're not doing 15, 20, 25 minutes on the row every week. You're maybe doing 15 minute row. And then the week after that, maybe it's it's the same stimulus, like a, a longer aerobic session, but where it's a mile run plus a rest and then a shorter run, 800 meters or something, or biking or something. That also keeps it newer enough for like a group class setting. Mm -hmm. um, but also you're in a way, progressing that same stimulus, that same aerobic capacity 
The Healthy Charleston podcast is brought to you by Made to Move Physical Therapy. Made to Move Physical Therapy specializes in helping you get out of pain and get back to doing what you love. We offer relationship-oriented, one-on-one, individualized care to all of our clients, and we believe in putting the patient's needs first. If you'd like to work with me or any of our other physical therapists at Made to Move, check out the link in the show notes and get 10% off of your first session. We have locations throughout Charleston, Mount Pleasant, West Ashley, Somerville, and Daniel Island. Don't waste another day stuck in your pain. Follow the link and schedule an appointment today. I mean, remind myself, but also like my my clients, like your body doesn't know that you're rowing. Like your body doesn't know that you're squatting. Your body just knows the stress of it and the demands of it. And so, because you're balancing also keeping the group of people happy and people, like you said, individual athletes are, are more okay being bored and right. doing the repetitive things. But in a group class, like you also want it to be fun and there's a side of it that people want to be doing different things. Right. And so you can achieve the same stimulus and progress that stimulus. So people get better at that by doing different things that make that up. And so what is the benefit? Because we talk about like having an intentional plan, having an intentional program. What is the benefit for the members of a gym to have an intentional planned out program? I think you're going to see progress when you go in and you're doing like a sucky workout, but then you realize that it's ultimately going to benefit you in the long run. Like right now we're, we're, planning for the open. Mm-hmm. Like that's the like the seasonal approach for February, March, get ready for the open. The benefit is that you have to wait and see, but when that time comes for what you're getting ready for is when you'll see that difference. Some people will do the best they've ever done in the open. Some people are just going to be their first open, but they're going to surprise themselves. Uh not blowing up in the first three minutes of a 10 minute AM wrap. Mm, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the benefit is seeing the progress in the long form in the long haul. So like following that intentional program, right? you're actually, you're going to make more progress. Yeah. What are some of the goals of the people that are coming to group fit? Like what are they hoping to accomplish? Most of them trying to get better at, capacity, functional fitness, I would say a good handful of them. They enjoy getting stronger, enjoy getting like fitter, seeing progress, seeing, hey, I can do five toes of bar unbroken now instead of three um, or having to drop every single one. But also some of them there are, a little handful of them are there just to like work out and move. So really distinguishing where people's goals are and being like, you don't need to kill yourself today or, Hey, I want you to push today. We have a, we have a mixture of what people are looking for, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if everyone hasn't like PR'd something like in the last like six months. Yeah. So I feel like Jordan is constantly yeah. posting like, yeah. look, everybody's PR. <laughs> I'm like, right. this is annoying. Right. <laughs> no, it's amazing. I'm just like, wow, this is impressive. So switching gears a bit to nutrition, can -hmm. you tell me more about Clarity and what you do as a nutrition coach for Clarity? So I was brought on 
as um, their third member, Ashley and Claire. And as far as what I do, I mean, I don't do anything too wildly different than the other two. We help clients achieve their goals. Clients will come to us with whatever their goal is, be it weight loss, be it body recomp, be it, hey, I want to perform in the gym, whatever their goals are. And we go at that goal head on, help them with accountability, help them with flexibility in their life, talk with them weekly on changes that that can be made or what we need to do differently if something's not working out. We do really like to get into like performance side of uh, nutrition. I have one client that he really just wants to get stronger. So we're just like throwing carbs and protein at his face. Constantly. <laughs> Constantly. Um, not always, but when somebody has like a goal like that, you're you're going to be more precise and hey, if you if this is what you are wanting to perform, you know, macros might be a little bit tighter um, and making sure that we're sleeping mm -hmm. and getting and dealing with stress and dealing with any of those things before we're worried about anything else, you know, the basics. Where did your interest for nutrition start? How did this all begin? Um... When I took my L1, my CrossFit L1, I wanted to become a coach there. And then leading up to that, I had just been like kind of like figuring out how to be a coach and how to help people. And I always knew that nutrition is a big part of fitness and health. And of course, they teach you the zone in the L1, which I don't know if, who does that. I, it just sounds like so. I took the L one in twenty eighteen. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't sound like it's been updated at all. I took mine in twenty nineteen. So okay, I, all right. I, maybe if someone whoever's taken it in this this year, last, let us know last year or something. I yeah. just remember a question about an apple on the test in regards to like I don't think I remember how many, many blocks it was. I don't or think something. I remember any of the tests. Yeah, I don't think I remember any of it. So kind of got into nutrition with L one and all that, right? And just. The, on the premise of just wanting to help people, I don't know what it is, but I guess if you have your CrossFit L1, people automatically ask you about nutrition. Oh, really? Even if you're yeah. not qualified? I don't know. People are like, hey, what should I eat? I'm what like, do I eat? I don't oh, That's know. a big question. Hey, you, you, do, you went really fast in that workout. What are you eating? I don't, I don't think you should be asking me that. I feel like you should ask somebody else. So I did get like questions and stuff. And so I just started finding out ways I could find more out about nutrition. Found the Precision Nutrition uh, Level 1 course, uh, which is a really good course. And I went through that, got my L1 certification for that. And yeah, so like I pretty much know everything now, right? Uh, yeah, you're just like an absolute <laughs> yeah. expert in nutrition. Yeah, just totally. <laughs> Once I got that, that's like I was like, okay, I kind of want to help in a different way, not just fitness, but also if I can help somebody with their nutrition, whether they want to lose weight, they want to get better than gym. Talk to a couple of friends if they would kind of be up for some nutrition coaching through me, just on my own. A couple of them said yes. I had about five clients on my own at once. And just that time that 
eight months or so was honestly really helpful to like learn like different kinds of clients, what you deal with and people's different ways of going about nutrition. Um, so that kind of like really opened the door for me. So yeah. what do most people get wrong when it comes to nutrition or what do they maybe think about nutrition, but you have to like shift their mindset a bit? A couple of things. There's a large amount of people who think their hormones are broken. They That's like the new thing. Right. Yeah. Hormones are broken. Nothing they do works. They're a lost cause. There's no going back. They're just done. It's it's dark and dismal. It's they're yeah, broken. Their yeah. metabolism is broken. Right. Metabolism's right? Yeah. broken. Hormones are working against them. There's nothing you can do. That is a group. Another group is this. Let me buy out the entire supplement sh store and take everything without knowing what it is. And that should help me lose weight. And some of it, maybe it does. Maybe I, I lose 15 pounds in three weeks, but then, Oof. but then I put it all back on. And yeah. I would say another group, at least in my experience is for some reason carbs are bad and that one really, that one really gets me. Yeah, why yeah. is that? Who doesn't love carbs? <laughs> but they're bad for you, Mason. <laughs> they're so bad. They're bad. They're so bad. Is butter a carb? <laughs> so starting with the maybe like hormones, metabolism, broken group, like where do they hear that from? And kind of like what are they experiencing that makes them feel that way? I don't know really where it all comes Probably a good bit of like social media online. I'm sure like people will Google what hormones affect my hunger and then they come up with results of, oh, you could have this rare condition where, yes, maybe you are having, the, and, they, and they just catastrophize into, oh, this must be me. And 99 times out of 100, it's not... It's got to be like the internet, the influencers selling something, right? Because that's another big thing is just people on social media saying, this is your problem, buy my product. And people just buy into it as truth because nothing else has worked. So it must be something's wrong with me. Yeah. Like people are always are always looking for like the big solution, the new solution. Oh, this must be the one. Right. What with with any of these groups, like what is actually what are they missing? What is actually going on? The basics, the calories in, calories out. If if you're looking at losing weight, athletic performance is great, but I feel like there's probably eighty percent of people that are wanting to lose weight. That's mostly everyone's goal. When they think about nutrition, they think weight loss. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you turn that mindset around anytime soon. That's kind of like the gateway drug though. Like people, people might come to a nutrition coach to start by their, they think they need to lose weight. Right. It's like people come to PT. They're like, I think I need, I need dry needling. I think I need that. And then it's like, let's explore like what's really going on exactly. and let's figure out how we can actually best help you. And 
weight loss or dry needling might be a part of that, but it's not the whole solution. Right. Because they probably tried a million things that helped them, like you said, lose 15 pounds in three weeks, but they're back because it came back on and they felt miserable and they can't right. yeah. fully fix the problem. It's more of why you think that you need this thing. You need the weight loss or you need the dry needling. And really that's just going to be a byproduct of the real solution. Like, yes, dry needling will make you feel better, but it's also like, let's, you haven't worked out in six months. Let's get you moving. Let's, let's get solve you, the problem. Let's solve the yeah. problem. Let's solve the problem at the, you know, at the most basic level. And as far as weight loss, people aren't sleeping eight hours a night. People aren't eating enough protein. People aren't managing their stress and people aren't moving. And those things are like hard enough right. too. Like they are. People are like, well, once I do those, then like I'll move on. But like right. those things are always hard because like the, and the, the basics matter the most. Yeah. And then you can start worrying about the supplement. And the other thing is like, Everyone knows what you sh should be doing. People know, oh, I should be sleeping eight hours. I should be eating vegetables and protein and limiting the amount of snacks that I have. People know those things. People know what they should be doing. But why aren't you doing that? And let's figure out how we can pivot to that. And that's that's where nutrition coaching comes in. People are like, oh, why do I need a nutrition coach? I already know I, sh I can eat vegetables. Yeah, it's not it's not the knowing or thinking that you know what to do because then there's people who are like, well, I, I know I should only eat vegetables. I have to be plant-based to be healthy. And you're like, well, that's not quite right. And then there's people that are like, well, I eat nuts and so I get enough protein. And you're like, well, that's not right either. Like people think that they know. But I think what y'all do a really good job of is really educating people on not only what matters, but how to achieve what matters in a way that's sustainable and that works for you. Because like someone who works at home is going to have different problems and different solutions to their goals. And they're going to be able to cook all their meals and they're going to have access to their fridge and your meal prep is really easy versus someone who maybe is a shift worker or someone who works crazy hours, it's going to be harder exactly. for them. Exactly. And so if we just applied the same blanket statements to everyone, I think, well, I guess that's what we've been doing and it's not right. working. It's not. Yeah. So what are some of those like strategies or solutions that you help <clears throat> people put into their lives to really make these long-term changes? Very small changes and small baby steps to eventually reach those big changes. If there's something that people hate more than not seeing results, it's seeing results slowly enough to where it's it's almost like minuscule. Like people will be like, "Oh, I only lost a pound in the last month." What it like? I'm this. I'm not doing anything. Mm. It, people would almost rather see nothing than like a small, small steps, and just because it's like, okay, this is only a month, and what I'm I'm paying all this money for a nutrition coach, but I've only lost a pound in a month or two pounds, and it's like it's not worth it to them. But if you stick around, that's those small steps continue to add up. If you know, people might give up on the gym 
or something after a month or two months or three months and they get back into that circle of just like, okay, I'm not seeing any progress and they see their friend that stuck with it or something. They're like, oh, wow, if I would have stuck with this, maybe I would have had the same results. Yeah. And then people get discouraged when like we are so wired to view that quick success of like, oh, I lost 12 pounds in one month. It must be successful. But would you rather lose 12 pounds in one month and then the other 11 months you gain it all back and then you just yo-yo and keep trying or you lose one pound a month for three years and it's sustainable and you never gain it back. And so I think the biggest difference is that it really is like in all senses of the word an investment because people may work with you for three months, six months, nine months to a year, maybe more than that. But the changes that they make and the the habits and the changes that they've made to their life last forever. And so it's like, it's kind of a different way of thinking about it. Like you're not just getting a month with Mason. It's like that month with Mason is going to change the rest of your life. Right. It's also like people are the slow progress. They're like, oh, I, I should I should have lost 15 pounds by now. Mm. Insert okay, I've been doing this for six months, a year, however long. Or I should have these better habits by now. I shouldn't be like binging every weekend. You know, I know I'm working with a nutrition coach and I I know that I shouldn't be binging every weekend because that's going to like hinder my results. And they forget that it took you this long to build these bad habits or to to gain this weight that you want to lose. It took you 10 years to build up to this. Why would it take three months to fix it? Yeah. It's like a lot of it is unlearning, unlearning. And also like, there's a reason. And they talk about this in precision, which I agree. It was just a great course. Like there's a reason that people are doing what they're doing and it's because it, it fits their life. Right. And it's the most convenient or it's the easiest or it feels the best. And so like no one is typically like when they come to see a nutrition coach, people aren't doing these things because they want to be unhealthy. And so it's like in order to change all those things, we have to change your life so that these things become easier and that they're now serving you. Like when people aren't going to the gym, it's not because they're like, oh, well, I want to be unhealthy it's because they probably have all these other things to do and they have kids and they have jobs and they have school and they're busy and stressed. And so being like, well, just go to the gym. Like that's not a solution. Right. Um, And so I feel like it's really like what y'all do a lot of is just, is really helping people change their whole life, honestly, and like put their lives centered around health and nutrition and fitness. Right. Because it's, it's a priority thing. It's, Yes, you have a job, you have kids, and it's shit's hard for people to like get into the gym for even 30 minutes. Like if they're so busy with everything else, you know, single moms or anything like that, it's it's hard. But having somebody to help you through that to figure out all the chaos and be like, okay, you do have you can put aside, you know, 30 minutes every couple of days to go to the gym and you can 
go grocery shopping on your lunch break at work or something to get you healthy meals. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people think they're like, okay, I need this. I need to achieve this goal. And that goal is normally weight loss. And then they're like, okay, so I need to eat healthier. And they're like, well, I'll just, I'll just meal prep or I'll just like eat this stuff. But then it's like that step P when you need to start at step A and like, okay, let's first go to the store. And like, then what are we going to buy at the store? And when are you going to go to the store? Right. And so like, I feel like when, when people are trying to make changes, but it's not happening, it's because they are getting way ahead of themselves when they need to like go further up the chain and address that. It's the baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah. But the baby steps aren't sexy. No, they're not fun. They're boring, but it's exactly that. It's finding the lowest barrier to entry and starting there and just grinding on your way up. I had one client, this was back when I was doing my own nutrition coaching. He had trouble just like getting food in his house. So I said, step one, I just want you to drive to the store. Mm -hmm. Just do that. Just drive to the grocery store. If you turn around, go home, and you don't want to do it, it's fine. Just drive to the grocery store. You drive to the grocery store. I'm like, okay, I'm here. I guess I'll Might as well get I out. I guess I'll get out. I'm like, okay, so we made it to the grocery store. Let's now have a list. Mm -hmm. And on that list, three things tops. Just three things. Doesn't matter what they are. Okay, so I got the list, got the groceries, go to the grocery store, got my list. I'll get some milk. Uh, which happens to be on my list. I only got one thing on my list. That's okay. Let's get two things on the list next time. Mm -hmm. And just baby step. Yeah. I'm, I feel like that's, it's hard for people, but that's like what yeah. ultimately makes it a habit and like ingrains it right. in their lives because people don't like, people don't have free time unless what, they make it, but also people don't have free time to like spend three hours learning how to meal prep so it's like let's no. just start by going to the store right and then let's start by getting some tupperware and then let's start by making some ground turkey like i remember when i first started meal prepping and tracking macros i was like everything has to be perfect i am going to plan my whole week in advance i am going to like it i tried so hard to make it so perfect and i spent hours on it and like ultimately, obviously, you know how that ended, got really frustrated. And then I had to like take a step back. And then I, I hired a nutrition coach too. And then it just made it way more sustainable. And now like it's something that I'm, it's a skill. Like I'm really good at meal prepping and, and tracking quotes, you know, without really tracking. But like it, it's been three or four years of just like learning how to do this. Right. I've also made the same lunch for like the past six months, but I'm over it. I need a new lunch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what's something that you wish more people realized about nutrition that would really help them? It doesn't need to be this all or nothing. And it doesn't need to be hard. If you absolutely hate meal prepping and you hate you know, grocery shopping or whichever it is, that's fine. Go and find a restaurant somewhere. You can, you can build a pretty good meal from ordering food. If you, if you're smart about what you order, um, don't make it hard. Yeah. Don't make it harder than it needs don't, to be. 
lower that barrier to entry as low as possible. And once you are there, that's where you can start to increase how difficult you want it to be. But it's going to be easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start slow. Increase difficulty. It's like working out, right? It it's is, just like it, any it kind is. of progression. It's, it is. It's just like if you want to learn how to snatch, okay? First learn the first pull, then the second pull, and then the triple extension. And then you're and then you're done. And then you have a perfect snatch, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. No, and then you're gonna continue to work then, on it. Exactly. Constantly. You continue to work on it. It doesn't just you do it once and it's there forever. Yeah. I mean, it's like even people that play instruments, like it's not that they, they don't warm up or it's not that they don't practice the basics. Like those things are always there. You're always, you always need to work on the basics and improve the basics. With the new year, I want to know from you, what's something that you are hoping to improve or focus on or work on in 2023? Continue to be as good of a coach as I possibly can. Help as many as I clients and people that I can to change, uh, obtain their goals. I would love to grow the group classes, grow clarity and maybe host a competition at the group classes. Oh, does Jordan know about this? We, we've talked. About okay. This. I was like, did yeah. you just like put it out there and we're going to yeah. see what he said? <laughs> yeah. No, we've talked about that. That'd be that. cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've been kind of, I've, I've been thinking about it for a while. I've mentioned Jordan a couple yeah. times. Okay. All right. Stay tuned. Where can our listeners and followers find you and connect with you? Um, me at on Instagram uh, at mason.claritynutrition. Clarity with an E. Clarity with an E. Not an I. Not an I. Yeah, it's a play on Don't, Claire. Yeah. Yes. It's Claire's <laughs> name. By the way, she'd hate me if I didn't do this. Okay. Happy birthday, Claire. Oh my God. You're T- so right. Today is her birthday. Yeah. Claire. Happy Claire, birthday. Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> when we post it though, it won't be her yeah. birthday, but she'll just right. get to hear again. She will get birthday to hear wishes. It. Yeah. She'll get to hear That's it. That's hilarious. You can find Low Country Barbell at Low Country Barbell on Instagram, Clarity Nutrition at Clarity Nutrition with an E on Instagram. Both of those through their websites clarity.com there's a dash after the r Mm. and after the e is there a low country barbell group fit instagram yes at lbc group fit okay awesome yes cool it is tagged in my my bio wonderful awesome great all that stuff and um i think you got it i think i think that's it unless you have like other seek member like finstagrams I don't have that. No Instagrams? Okay, we'll find them. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Mason. (laughs) Thank Thank you you so much for coming on. Thank you. To connect with Mason, Low Country Barbell Group Fit, or Clarity Nutrition, check out the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram. New episodes are posted every Monday. Until then, have a great week.